promised land, thinkers look at a mountain and say, well, it's there now, but my God will bring that mountain down. My God is going to make a road where there is not a road, and He's going to get me through no matter what. I believe in the power of my God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Life Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues the exciting series entitled Piercing the Darkness. On the last episode of Life Talk, Pastor Jeff discussed the Israelites of the Old Testament wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They were stuck in wilderness thinking. Wilderness thinking is marked by a complaining, murmuring, critical attitude that defeats the person harboring it. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10, These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. These are all warning markers, danger, in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They at the beginning, we at the end. And we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. Wow. Grab your Bibles and let's go right to part two of Pastor Jeff's message, Wanted, a church with a changed mind. Now, let me show you what I mean by this. In Egypt, they had a slave mentality. Ever the victim. Always the victim. They had to change that thinking to the belief that God had something better or they would never have left. In Egypt, they thought like slaves. We answer to Pharaoh. Pharaoh's our provider. Pharaoh takes care of us. Pharaoh tells us how to live. Pharaoh tells us how to die. We do the bidding of Pharaoh. That was all they'd ever known for 400 years. And then Moses came along and said, no, no, no. I've got a vision for you. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. So, slave mentality in Egypt. In the wilderness, they had a self-centered mentality. It was all about them. If they had a motto, it was this. It's all about me and what I want. Wilderness mentality, all about me and what I want. In the promised land, they had a conqueror's mentality. I can do all things through my God. Where are you today? You got a slave mentality? Or do you have an all about me mentality? Or do you have a conqueror's mentality? Are you slave-minded, self-centered-minded, or conquering-minded? The church that pierces the darkness is going to be the last one. You know that's where I'm going. God wants us to be promised land thinkers. Now watch this. In Egypt, they were passive, always the victim. In the wilderness, they were preoccupied, always self-absorbed. But in the promised land, they were possessors, constantly conquering. In Egypt, they were absorbed in their circumstances. In the wilderness, they were absorbed in themselves. In the promised land, they were absorbed in God. In Egypt, they anguished in slavery. In the wilderness, they languished in unbelief. But in the promised land, they vanquished their enemies. 
In Egypt, they wanted out. In the wilderness, they wanted more. In the promised land, they wanted God. In Egypt, they focused on what they didn't have. In the wilderness, they focused on what they couldn't have. But in the promised land, they focused on what God wanted them to have. Is anybody hearing me today? You're in one of these three. In Egypt, they were in pain. In the wilderness, they constantly complained. In the promised land, they proclaimed the glory of God. My point is this. In each and every phase they went through, each and every time they moved to a new level, God changed their thinking. And until their thinking changed, they never stepped up. They never stepped in. They never moved on. They sat, soaked, and soured until their thinking changed. They had to change their minds about how they viewed themselves. Who am I? About how they viewed God. Who is He? About their circumstances. What is this all about? And about their divine destiny. Do I have a purpose or not? No wonder the Bible says this. Listen carefully. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I've got to read that again. This is out of the Message Bible. Hear me, church. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Do you want to be transformed? Do you realize that you can't move forward until your mind is being renewed? That you're going to sit, soak, and sour right where you are until your mind is renewed. So let me read it again. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. This world is not my teacher. This world is not what I'm to conform to. But I am to shape the world. The world is not to shape me. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, what is good and pleasing and perfect. You will not move on in the will of God until your mind is renewed and He changes the way you think, the way you view yourself, the way you view God, the way you view your destiny, the way you view your purpose, the way you see your circumstances. Your mind's got to be changed. Now let me deal with the first hurdle, slavery thinking. Slavery thinking was characterized by three things. And here they were, visionless, I see nothing for myself. Hopeless, I have nothing to look forward to. Helpless, there's nothing I can do to change things. Know anybody like that? Are you like that? You're saved, but do you think that way? Here they are, visionless, I don't see a thing for myself. Hopeless, there's nothing for me to look forward to. Helpless, there's not a thing I can do to change things. That's slavery thinking. And do you know that unfortunately slavery thinking is still a part of many Christians thinking? I see nothing for myself. I've got nothing to look forward to. And there's not a thing I can do to change things. I'm stuck. Caught in a trap. Can't get out. Don't know where to go. Don't know what to do. Don't see anything. When I wake up in the morning, I don't say amen. I say, oh me. Usually people with slavery thinking, I've noticed this because they're in the church. People with slavery thinking don't spend much time in the Word of God. They're not in a church that preaches the Word of God. And they're still ignorant of God's plan for their lives. Because listen, you can't be a child of God and stay in slavery thinking. Oh, no, no, no. You can't be a child of God and wake up for very long and say, I see nothing for myself. I've got nothing to look forward to. And there's nothing I can do to change things. You can't be in the Word of God and be a child of God and think that way. 
Because our God has a purpose for you. You are custom designed to make a difference. There is a gift in you and there is a hope in you. And Jeremiah said, God speaking through him, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future, to give you a future, to give you a future and a hope. Now what we see with Israel as they anguished in Egypt is they really did not know who they were and they did not know what was out there for them in God. See, the word of the Lord, one message, one sentence out of God's mouth can change the way you think. They've been in Egyptian bondage for 400 years. It was all they had known. All I know is the drumbeat of Pharaoh. All I know is chains. All I know is doing what I don't want to do because I'm under Pharaoh. This is all I've known. So what does God do? He sends his word to you. And some of you, you're in slavery thinking. You wake up and you say, this is all I've ever known. I'm hooked on this, hooked on that. I'm under bondage. I'm under slavery. I answer to Pharaoh. And I've got news for you. That is not the will of God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God doesn't want you walking in slavery thinking. See, you don't know what you don't have till somebody comes along and tells you there's more. You don't know what you don't have till somebody comes with good news and says, life is more than this. So God sent Moses and here's what he said to him. He said, tell my people, I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they heard that and they said, there's more. This isn't all there is. And I want to say to somebody listening by radio right now, you're driving in your car, you're sitting in rush hour traffic, or you're in your home, and you're believing a lie that this is all there is, that you're born under a bad sign, that there's no future for you, no hope for you, and I want you to know Jesus Christ came to set you free. There is more. He gave them a vision to show them that they were not visionless, hopeless, and helpless. And he does the same thing for us today. The words of Jesus. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. There's more. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me that you may be where I am also. There is more. There is more. Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in sheer abundance. There's more. We're not born to slavery. We're born to life. We're not here just to do what the devil tells us to do. We're here to walk in obedience to God under the freedom that Jesus Christ brings. And you will know the truth and it will make you free. And he whom the Son frees is free indeed. Come out of Egypt. Those of you that have been delivered from Egypt... But Egypt is not out of you yet. 
You need to hear this today. God came to set you free. So Jesus says to everybody enslaved to sin, there is more to life than this. There's more. And then there's wilderness thinking. Wilderness thinking is it's all about me thinking. It revolved around what they wanted, when they wanted it, and how they wanted it. It was all about them. They were, in essence, what we would call today spoiled brats. They were totally focused on their need. Sound like anybody you know? Totally focused on their needs. Their needs were their God. Not God. They served their needs. Not God. It was all about their needs being met. Not God's. It was selfish and self-centered and self-consumed and self-absorbed thinking in the wilderness. And that's what killed them. Wilderness thinking is marked by a complaining, murmuring, critical attitude that defeats the person that's harboring it. See, when you're a grumbler and a complainer and a moaner and a groaner and always telling God how everything is wrong in your life and complaining to other people and they know all about you and see you coming and now they run and hide because they don't want to hear it, do you know that when you're a complainer you've got a shovel in your mouth and you're digging your own grave? Paul said, do not grumble. He didn't say pray about it. Well, it's quiet in here today. We need to hear this, don't we? He said, don't grumble. Why? Because God is your provider. Don't grumble as some of them did. And they were destroyed by the angel of death. Woo! They were destroyed by the angel of death by grumbling. If this were true in the church today, there wouldn't be much of a church left. We'd have all been vaporized, the preacher included. But he says, they were written down, these things were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Listen to the, to the Message Bible. These are all warning markers, danger in our history books. Written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in their story are parallel. They at the beginning, we at the end. And we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. So they complained about not having enough water. They complained about not having enough food. They complained about not having the right kind of food. They complained about God's timing. They complained about this and complained about that. For 40 years, they went round and round and round with God over provision issues. Never able to transition into promised land thinking. And you know what that did? Giants didn't keep them from the land. The Jordan River didn't keep them from the land. But wilderness thinking is what kept them from the land. God doesn't this. He doesn't that. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of that. I wish this. I wish that. Instead of just lifting up and saying, Lord, I just thank you. If nothing else, I'm saved. If nothing else, I'm washed in the blood. I just want to praise you, Lord, that though I don't see it yet, I know it's on the way. I'm not going to go down with grumbling. Have you ever noticed when you go on a grumble fit that the more you talk, the more the anointing of God just seems to dissipate? No, no, no. God inhabits the thanksgiving and the praise of His people. You enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. You can throw a pity party, but I'll tell you who won't come. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because God wants us to get a hold of our tongue and turn it and say, don't be a grumbler, don't be a wilderness thinker, don't have a wilderness mentality. It's not all about you. It's not all about your needs. It's not all about what you want. It says God was not pleased with most of them and their bodies were scattered 
in the wilderness. Well, there you've got slavery thinking, I'm under bondage. There's no hope, no future, no way out. Then there's wilderness thinking, it's all about me. I survive on earth for God to meet my needs. Then there's promised land thinking. The church that pierces the darkness will not have a slavery mentality. Ever the victim. Nor will it have a wilderness mentality. Ever the complainer. No church is going to pierce the darkness that has slavery thinking or wilderness thinking. It won't happen. But the church that pierces the darkness has a promised land mentality. Ever the victor. Not ever the victim. Ever the victor. Not always victimized, but always walking in the victory of Jesus Christ. Now listen carefully. This will change your life. Promised Land Thinking says, it's not about me. It's about Him. It's not about me. It's about Him. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, it wasn't so He could serve me. It was so that I could serve Him. What did Paul say when he was knocked to the ground and the light shone around him? He said, what do you want me to do, Lord Jesus? Promised Land thinkers believe that God is with them, on them, and working through them. Do you believe that God is with you? Do you believe that He's on you? Do you believe that He's working through you? Do you believe that His anointing is on you to make a difference in this world? Can I tell you, you're the light of the world and you're the salt of the earth. You are set on a hill to shine into a dark world. You are not a question mark. You are an answer. You are an exclamation point. God is on you. He's with you. He's working through you. Promised land thinkers believe that God has a plan for them. We're not here by evolutionary mishap or mistake. Our ancient descendant was not a single-celled organism that crawled out of an ancient primordial soup and became Bach and Beethoven. No. Our ancestor Adam and our ancestors Eve created in the glory of God. They glowed in the dark. They were created to walk with God. Brilliant, beautiful, powerful creatures that God created to fellowship with Him. <laughs> Promised land thinkers that believe that God is greater than any obstacle will overcome any mountain and will make a way even when there isn't one. Promised land thinkers look at a mountain and say, well, it's there now, but my God will bring that mountain down. My God will bring this valley up. My God is going to make a road where there is not a road. He's going to bring in the heavy machinery and He's going to get me through no matter what. I believe in the power of my God. Promised land thinkers don't stand there and stare at the mountains and say, why would God let that mountain be here? If only God had moved that mountain, everything's against me. My God never works for me. Where is prayer? Where is everything I've heard was promised? No, no, no. Promised land thinkers look and they say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my way. I'm either going over you, around you, under you, or through you, but I'm coming through. Promised land thinkers are not intimidated by the enemy. They're motivated by God. They are not intimidated by the enemy. They are motivated by God. The motto of promised land thinkers is, I can do 
all things through Christ who strengthens me. Promised land thinkers don't back down. They push through. They learn to take action. They take authority. They take the land. And they pierce the darkness. They say to this culture, My Lord Jesus died for your sins, rose from the dead. Repent and turn to Him. And I'm not afraid of the names you're going to call me. I am a promised land child of God. You're no longer a slave to sin and bondage. You no longer believe life is all about you and what you want. You're a child of God, focused on His will, seeking His face, pursuing His purpose, defeating His enemies, and proclaiming His glory to the world. And that's what I felt out there this week. 500,000 people saying, We're taking the land. Are you a slavery thinker? Change your mind. Are you a wilderness thinker? Change your mind. How many of you want to be promised land? Thinkers. All right, listen carefully. The thinking precedes the reality. Promised land thinkers believe that God is with them, on them, and working through them, that God has a plan for them. They believe that God is greater than any obstacle, will overcome any mountain, and make a way even where there isn't one. They are not intimidated by the enemy, but motivated by God. The motto of Promised Land Thinkers is, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Promised Land Thinkers don't back down. They push through by faith in the promises and goodness of God. What an awesome word from Pastor Jeff about having Promised Land Thinking. Well, that's it for this time. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this. God transforms suffering people into comforters. He brings gain out of pain. Join Pastor Jeff again next time for another exciting message from his life-changing series, Piercing the Darkness. Until then, may God bless you richly. Wanted, a church with a changed mind, is the fifth message of Pastor Jeff's series, Piercing the Darkness. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Piercing the Darkness, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. 
With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand, today's broadcast, or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.